Welcome to the podcast of Fairmount Presbyterian Church in Cleveland Heights, Ohio, where we feature our worship sermons. Listen again to past sermons from home, when you are traveling, or wherever you are. Listen in if you need a moment of reflection, inspiration, and love. The time is now we explore our need for Sabbath. So where do I find my rest? I find my rest in the questions we ask in worship. Some faith leaders promise they have all the answers. We Presbyterians are not so sure we have all the answers, but we're confident we have a lot of questions. We asked Jesus in Matthew 25, when did we come for your aid? And Jesus answers, when you aided the child, the prisoner, the widow, the beggar on the side of the road, you aided me. Is it well with the child? This is written above the 1924 entrance to Fairmont Presbyterian Church, which is in the Garth, and was then the main entrance to our church. In 2 Kings 4.26, where the man of God asks this question of the woman of Shunamat, it most definitely was not well with the child. It took a miracle to make it well with the child. I am a white man. I sail through life, enjoying the fruits of the earth, the gifts of God, blithely forgetting that my non-white neighbors live daily with systemic racism. Is it well with the child? I paraphrase either Reinhold Niebuhr or Finley Peter Dunn when I say the object of church is to comfort the afflicted and afflict the comfortable. So allow me to explore my miracle, to afflict my comfort. What is the nature of my white fragility? How can I renounce my white supremacy? Can white people be woke? Is it well with the child? We apologize for the sin of slavery. We explore the truth of our past. So, what is reconciliation? What are reparations? What is abolition as it pertains to eliminating eliminating prisons and the police state? Is it well with the child? Can greater Cleveland congregations help Cuyahoga County Council reduce bindovers of juvenile offenders to adult corrections and adult prison? Is it well with the child? In what respect is queer Christian theology a facet of all Christian theology? Is it well with the child? Can meditation of the Mohawk Haudenosaunee Thanksgiving address, help us understand indigenous people's spirituality in thanking the great spirit for the gifts of creation? Is it well with the child? Can our food pantry meet the hunger needs of our community? Is it well with the child? Can our work with Bate 105 in the Dominican Republic improve the lives of a people? Is it well? with the child? Can our deacons care for our community? And can that care help us understand the need? Is it well with the child? 
Can our own Christian education feeding the minds and behaviors of our youth help change the world, the world by nurturing these youth and send them as change agents upon the world? I find my Sabbath rest in meditating on questions, repeating the questions, meditating on silence, and then asking the questions again. Good morning. I'm Ginger Van Wagenen, and I wonder whether this has ever happened to you. About three weeks ago, my clock radio went off, and I heard my own voice. That was weird, but then I actually recognized that the words I was hearing were words that I had spoken. Whoa, when my brain finally triggered on, I realized I was listening to a WKSU story about a county council budget meeting at which I had testified the day before. That was astonishing. And at least in my own mind, I was an instant media star. <laughs> Many of you have heard me share my struggle to resist God's call to join Greater Cleveland Congregation's Juvenile Bindover Initiative. Resisting God, we all know, and I even knew way back in the spring, is fruitless. So finally in September, I jumped in observing juvenile bind-over court hearings and joining the GCC Juvenile Justice Leadership Team. For the past several months, GCC has focused on convincing our Cuyahoga County Council to shift $650,000 from the juvenile court's budget for assigned counsel to the public defender's office so the public defenders can take on more cases. We learned last week, and we're disappointed to learn, that our efforts have failed. But we won't be deterred. We're going to regroup, and we're going to refocus, making good trouble until we achieve our goals. For this good girl, who has always followed the rules, I'm a lawyer, after all, making good trouble is both new and utterly exhilarating. <laughs> Here at Fairmount, we explored over the past few weeks how the Sabbath is the bridge between our relationship with God and our relationship with one another. What I've learned is that my participation in the GCC's Juvenile Bindover Project is my Sabbath. It connects my relationship to God with doing right by my community, and I am beyond fulfilled. My cup runneth over. I was asked to speak uh, in regard to the Sabbath being for gratitude. My thought when I started was, uh, probably many of us would say, that's easy. You know, gratitude, I'm grateful for blessings, I'm grateful every day, I've had many. Um, but that's not really what it's talking about. It contemplates going further than that. It's being thankful. And I, I can see a difference in my life between being grateful and being thankful. I think one leads to the other, and too often I forget the thankfulness. 
There's nothing wrong with jumping to being grateful, as that's how things largely look to all of us. In my instance, I'm thankful for family I was born into. I'm thankful to have met, fallen in love, and married my best friend and the love of my life, and to still have that be the case today. I'm thankful for children we have had together. I'm grateful for the grandchildren that have arrived, with there now being three and one on the way. I'm thankful for the opportunities that I've had, and being encouraged by Ryan and Lindsay to truly slow down and contemplate things more fully, I've been able to be grateful while truly contemplating gratitude and, yes, being thankful, and doing so for the obvious reasons and perhaps less obvious reasons. Further foundations on which my life and that of my family have and are being built. Some are big, some are small. Being thankful for the neighborhood we live in. Being thankful for the good fortune to have moved to Cleveland. To have moved here and had the courage to leave Dallas and come to a city that had yet to have its comeback take place. To come here and be an open-minded when, when we pulled into town and we really thought we were here probably for a brief uh, period to punch our ticket and move on somewhere else. We chose to stay here though. We stayed in the Heights. We live and we worship here. And then we chose to stay and continue to live in the Heights and to worship at Fairmount. And with the encourage and the focus on Sabbath being gratitude being really looked at on an ongoing basis, while by no means taking the foundational items noted for granted, birth, family, love of my life, wife, family, kids, grandkids, nor that being the case with my thoughts regarding neighborhood, moving here, etc., I found myself focusing upon today and beyond. I've realized that what gives me hope and optimism today, and for which I am thankful and grateful, is largely you. It's the people of this church. It is Ryan and Lindsay and the sense of joy and purpose and hopefulness they model. It is Carmen and what she has brought to the church. It's Jim and the choir and what they bring. It's Kate and her work with children, youth, and others. It's Peter, Christine, Rich, Tyler, and Sarah, who all joyfully and good-naturedly do what they do. I do not know what the future of Fairmount is. I do not know what size we will be. I do not know what the congregation will look like. I do know, however, that there's something happening here. And I really feel that that something happening is special. I have contemplated and I've had uh, gratitude. Much of it is while I sit here in church and witness the members, witness the growing number of children coming to the front of the church each Sunday, witness the feeling in the sanctuary and church. I'm thankful for all of this, and I'm grateful and thankful for the families of Lindsay, Ryan, and the others who support family members who give so much of their hearts, time, and minds to this place. I will be forever grateful and thankful for the foundational things and beyond, but what I've also found is, as I have slowed down and truly contemplated Sabbath being for, grat uh, for gratitude, I'm very thankful for this place and all associated with it. So Ryan's sermon to kick off this series really struck me. He talked about margins, how we often live our lives so busy packing so much in, running from one thing to another, that we have very thin margins. 
As a single mother who works a pretty intense full-time job, I can relate. Those who stand at the back of the church on Sundays and welcome people as they walk in know that my daughter and I are almost always a few minutes late because I'm trying to squeeze in one or two more things at home, empty the dishwasher, put the laundry in the dryer before we go. Really slim margins. Honestly, while I've been reflecting on this a lot, I can't say that I've been able to do much to change it. Not yet. That said, when the call went out about small groups, I signed up immediately. Small groups have been important places for connection and faith formation for me. I think we are so often wearing our masks at church, but in small group, at someone's home, when we meet regularly and hopefully share hopes and dreams and struggles, we can go deeper and take off our masks. I was happy to host at our home and settled on Sunday afternoon with dinner. Ryan created a group for families, a place where the kids can run feral and the parents can sit and talk and ignore the chaos as long as no one gets hurt. Our first meeting, I'm just being real. Our first meeting was on a gorgeous fall day in early November. You're not gonna believe this, but I was outside doing a bunch of fall cleanup in the yard, trying to get just a few more things done before heading inside to prep dinner. It won't take long to make the soup and salad, I told myself. Before long, the doorbell rang. I was still making the soup, hadn't started the salad, and was just now realizing that I also needed to set the tables. Oops. Thank goodness Nikki arrived, eager to help. Then the rest of the group arrived. Ryan brought over May and Silas. Chaos ensued. Not because of May and Silas, just to be clear. Uh, we had eight kids. It was a lot. I tried to balance welcoming our guests for our first meeting, wanting folks to feel welcome in our home, but also needing to wrap up dinner prep and set the table. This was not how I hoped the evening would start, but everyone was gracious and helped out. Eventually, we all shared a meal. The kids mostly ate bread left over from that morning's Breaking Bread Sunday. And when I say ate, I'm like inhaling vast amounts of bread. The grown-ups ate the chili and the salad and introduced parts of our stories and what brought us to this table. It was not fancy, but that wasn't the point. We were able to ignore the chaos of eight feral children running around the house. The kids made new friends and hopefully now feel more connected to one another. And the grown-ups began a journey of sharing life in community. It was truly beautiful. Looking back, I now realize that my concept of healing and wholeness began to shift months ago. Many of you recall that on Epiphany Sunday each January, we are invited to choose a star from around the church and prayerfully apply throughout the year the word that's written on the back. During this year's Epiphany Sunday, I somehow wasn't myself. I felt particularly pensive, aloof, and grumpy that day. 
I just wanted to get my star word and go back home. I grew impatient during worship service and escaped out that back door and headed to the chapel because I suspected there would be leftover stars from the 8.30 service that I could swipe. And there were. I chose the first star that caught my eye, turning it over to read the word present. Righto. The irony was not lost on me that I was far from being present that day. I impulsively had removed myself from my neighbors in the sanctuary, yet was still present with God in the chapel, perhaps my first real Sabbath of the new year. Since that time, being more present with colleagues, students, friends, and family has become an intentional, but not always successful, healing practice. A specific area of healing I've explored this year is being present with the dying. I felt called earlier this spring to become a hospice volunteer and was trained as an end-of-life doula. Sitting at people's bedside, hearing their tales of adventure, happiness, and regret, laughing with them, watching them make sense of their lives, and meeting their family members has been a true privilege. Because of their end-of-life perspectives, I'm learning that many of the things I worry about really don't matter, and that the disproportionate weight I give to some details in my life only leads to rebound cases of time sickness. To be clear, I am no expert in dying, death, and grief. There are plenty of people in this room and online who have dedicated their lives to this work or who have made this journey with loved ones many times before. I still have a great deal to learn but I have appreciated the opportunity to assemble coping tools for reconciling my own father's worsening COPD and for supporting my mother in new ways as dad declines. For me, this process serves as a reminder of how sickness and healing often run in simultaneous parallel lanes. In the calm between these two forces, however, lie God, a relationship with others, and the unforced rhythms of grace that reveal moments of Sabbath. May we pay attention to others in new ways and gain strength from the words we sang together during last week's closing hymn. We come to you for healing, Lord, of body, mind, and soul, and pray that by your Spirit's touch we may again be whole. We thank you for listening to a worship episode from Fairmount Presbyterian Church. Revisit this podcast site weekly for new worship episodes. Have a beautiful and blessed day.